Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Corn Bandit coming back at you with another Feed Bandit Podcast, and this is the second Feed Bandit Podcast, and I am running solo. Uh, my partner, El Bandito, Mr. Jimmy Byrne, is um uh, taking care of the baby again so he promises he'll be back on the next episode so uh you'll have to bear with me i am running the ship all by myself and uh, what a crazy day it has been uh today the uh, the coronavirus uh, really uh really started getting crazy all the major sports uh canceled it, it absolute dogs and cats living together mass hysteria which of course is from the from ghostbusters for for those fans out there so uh it is an absolute uh crazy wild day but uh, we're gonna have some fun tonight uh it's been a couple of uh, it's probably been a month actually since we interviewed uh any of the any of uh, you know uh, gear manufacturers feed providers here on the feed bandit podcast so we felt like tonight was a really good chance to uh, to bring one of those uh, one of those individuals on. So uh, tonight we are very honored to have Mr. Terry Kaler. Uh, he is the owner and founder of Dove Gear, and they manufacture the um, Dove Gear Ultimate Bird Vest. Terry, welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. Always uh, like talking about what we're creating here to. Uh to help dove hunters enjoy their time in the field a little better. Excellent, excellent. Well, we're looking forward to talking about it. Terry, tell me, you know, this is typically how we, we kind of start these things up. You know, how, how did you come up with this idea? Tell us the story. Well, dove hunting is something I got into. My dad was, a, was an avid hunter. I grew up in Quero, and we were listeners. I know where Quero, Texas is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a long-time South Texas kid, and... And, and bell hunting and saltwater fishing and deer hunting was what we grew up doing uh, in between golf. And so uh, <laughs> I had a phenomenal childhood there at Mayberry, uh, what I like to call Quero back then in the 50s and 60s. And, and I've always maintained my passion for dove hunting. And I, I gave up on deer hunting some time back, and, but I've never given up on dove hunting. I, I love the activity. I love the, the camaraderie, the time in the field. The, the challenge of wing shooting and, right. and, and having, a, having a great lab next to you and watching how much fun those Labrador retrievers have in the field. Oh, yeah. So I've been through just, you know, I don't know, a dozen probably different hunting vests over my lifetime. I'm, I'm 68 years old yesterday on March 11th. Oh, and, uh, happy birthday. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I kind of semi-retired from the life of the golf equipment industry. I've, I've been designing golf clubs and sourcing golf products my whole life. Oh. And I said, you know, I'm going to create the perfect dove hunting vest. And I set out my, my list of things that I wanted this vest to do and, and looked at features of vests that I had worn that I, that I liked some features. And there were features I'd never seen on the vest that I just thought ought to be there. And, um, and just started putting this thing together in, in uh, 2017 and, um, and went through some rounds of prototypes and, and found a manufacturer to make them for me and went through about three rounds of prototypes and, and we uh, introduced the, the ultimate bird vest to the market uh, in August. We were kind of late for, you know, for the bulk of that one. Right. We go buy their stuff in, 
late June and July. But sure. And we had a great reception, and, and the people that bought the best absolutely rave about it. And um, it's just loaded with features. I think anybody that likes to shoot those uh, and, and other upland birds, for that matter, but right. it's a it's a dove focused product. So <sighs> I think anybody that shoots those is going to go, wow, this guy's thought of everything. So. Well, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, you and I are cut from the same cloth. I am an absolute, um, I'm, I'm a fanatic dove hunter. I, mean, I literally just cannot get enough of it. So uh, it was funny when I stumbled upon your website, I was, uh, I was filled with joy because I'm like, man, I, I got to meet this guy because I think we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're close to the same. So, so that is exciting. Yeah, you know, looking at uh, over my years of, of dove hunting and whatnot, you know, I've either had the, you know, the, the tool belt, which is kind of currently what I use, um, or you've got, um, you know, you, you've got kind of the upland bird um, kind of sleeveless vest type thing. But, you know, one of the problems that, you know, you, you, you get with the, the shell belt is that, you know, if you do enough walking and if, so you don't have a bird or a bird dog, you know that the the shell belt kind of wears on your back a little bit. You know, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, you know, the the other thing is is that with that with that sleeveless bird vest, you know, where you put the birds kind of in the back. Uh, you know, I've always felt that that thing is just incredibly hot. A and then B, I, they, they don't have room for all your shells. You know, I mean, unless unless the manufacturer's intention was to you know let you put a limit of uh, you know 12, 15 shells in there. You know, I, I just think that was too small. So I was looking at your your concept. That looks a heck of a lot different. It looks a lot more practical. So tell us about the design and kind of what you were thinking about when you made it. Well, you know, I was driven by kind of those same two sentiments you're talking about. You know, the, the traditional vet, I think, it really comes from the New England grouse shooter and woodcock shooter. Right. 30, 12, or 15 shells, you know, I mean, a, a nice day of grass or woodcock shooting is, you know, is two or three, four birds, and, and um, you know, and, and so, and, and they're hunting cooler temperatures, like you say, I mean, you know, we're starting to dove hunt in September, yeah. it's freaking hot out here, Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, uh, one of the first things I said, I want a vest that's very skeletal, um, so, so the ultimate bird vest is, it's got a two-inch wide shoulder straps, um, they come all the way down. It, it, it's just very skeletal. The whole back of it is mesh. Oh. So it breathes with you. God, that's uh, you know, wonderful. Going back to the, to the tool belt concept, you know, unlike you, if you're walking out into the field and the shell bikes are, are flapping this way, and the yep. bird bags flapping that way, yep. when you sit down on the stool, you have to kind of, it's kind of like wearing a tuxedo with a sit on a piece <laughs> of the you know, And that is so true. So true. You know, when you stuff 15 doves in the, in the back of one of those, yep. I mean, that bag is pretty darn full, and it's heavy. It, it is. Got, you know, 15 doves, you got seven, eight pounds of doves, you got shells, and, yeah. um, and there's no place to carry a water bottle. Nope. What, what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, what are all the features that I know we need for two or three hours, or, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours out in the dove field, right. where you may be three or four, five hundred yards from your car, so you may have a walk out there, you need this stuff, you know, you need to, you're leaving your car with no doves, right. shells, right. and ho hopefully some water. I'm a, I'm a Labrador guy. It kills me to see people out there in the field with their dog, and they have no water for their dog. Yep, same so thing. A little cooler with a couple of beers or water for themselves, and their dog's doing all the damn work. Yeah, there, so, there you go. There you go. You know, and, 
and so I have I have uh, you can put one or two water bottle holders holds a 32 ounce bottle of water wow. on either side and the water bottle holder is right under your armpit so it, it's spreading the load of, of those two bottles of water on your shoulders where you hardly know they're there and then your shell pockets are forward of that your bird pocket is back of that wow. another another thing that's great on me is to see empties out in the field oh. you go out to, to a nice outfitter yep. he's done a good job of managing a field and you go out to your hay bale and there's empties laying all around and guys we need to pick up our stuff I mean these outfitters don't have to do this for us yeah exactly Exactly. The ones that I've hunted with, and I've hunted with some really good ones, they do this. Yeah, they make some money doing it. They do it because they just enjoy the sport. Sure. Several outfitters I shoot with, they let kids shoot free and then shoot for half price. I mean, we need to nurture that. Oh, yeah. Leave leave the field cleaner than you found it. Of course. So there's a a pocket in the back of the, behind the the game pocket. And I'm an over and under guy. You know, some guys shoot semis and pumps. Yep harder to pick up your empties but it but between the birds it's not hard to just look around and fish a few empties and and put them in the back i used to be a reloader so i didn't want my holes in with my birds right sure so there's a separate little pouch back there for your empties sure um you know now we all got cell phones we got things we want to carry in the field um so you have two shell pockets in the front they'll each hold a couple of boxes of 12 gauge shells if you want to put that much in there uh, I'm also a small gauge guy. I'm, I'm a 28 guy. Oh, excellent, so, excellent. But but behind the but behind each shell bag, shell pocket is a spring loaded security pocket. You can put your phone in there. You ah. can put a little first aid in there. You can put a genius or a, or a you know something in there. But it's spring loaded, so whatever you put in there, you're not going to lose in the field. Right, right. I remember years ago. That came from years ago. One of my buddies lost his cell phone. We traced all over oh. this field trying to find his cell phone. And I said, you know, if you're going to carry it in the field, which I typically do or don't do depending on the situation, but you want to have it secure, right? Yeah. Um, it's got it's got six-way adjustability. You know, one of the things about vests is they're adjustable with the front buckle. Right. And I'm a small frame guy. I'm 5'7 and 160 pounds. But... But you take a guy that's big of girth, and he adjusts the front buckle, and now his shell bags are so far back, you know, under his armpits, yeah. he gets to his shells convenient. Sure, sure. So I, I put uh, adjustment straps in the sides between the game pocket and the shell pocket. Oh, that's great. The front buckle gives you adjustable, so you can get those shell pockets wherever you like them. You like them more in front, you like them more on the side. And then the two shoulder straps are adjustable right. so that you can make this vest fit a 6'6 six, six guy or a 4'6 six. Right, we right. A, uh, the first year we were out, we had a, uh, one of my friend's grandson, uh, who's, who's nine, was wearing the vest and it had the shell pockets exactly where they ought to be. And another guy hunting with us is 265 and he had his adjusted for his shell pockets were exactly where he wanted them. So, and then, and then I, I wanted the whole thing, you know, you look at, I don't want to pick on anybody, but, you know, some of the major hunting and fishing stores, Right. they sell really low-end stuff for dove hunting. And oh, so yeah. You use it a season or two, it starts falling apart. Yep. I built this thing out of 1,000 denier cordura nylon. It's got two-inch wide nylon straps. 
I mean, this thing is built to be a life, you know, a once in a lifetime purchase. It's sure. The last you, you don't want to shoot those anymore. Sure. You and I can't imagine when that would ever. Oh, be, right? oh, Teddy, I'm telling you what, Corona or no Corona, if it's September, October, I'm shooting dove. I mean, I, it's, yeah. it, it is the way it is. Yeah. I. Oh. My friend, I'll be there in a heartbeat. I, I would love nothing more. Hey, hold on one quick moment. Hey folks, have you ever wished that there was an easier way to find the hunting feeds, supplies, and services you need, when and where you need them? If so, check out our hunter search at feedbandit.com, where you can see what hunting suppliers are in your area or are on the way to your land. Don't waste any more precious time searching Google or calling around for feed, blinds, feeders, or even outfitters. Just use our targeted search for hunters, the Feed Bandit Hunter Search, over at feedbandit.com. We'll find your feed. Uh, you know, well, what, what, want to go back to one of the things that you mentioned, uh, you know, is, is the cell phone holder and you talk about your buddy who lost his phone. Uh, and my friends that are going to be listening to this episode will, will remember this, but it wasn't, but four or five years ago where I had, I think it was the iPhone five and it will grant it was an older phone and it had the mossy oak, uh, camo on one side and the blaze orange on the face side. Well, the exact same thing, and it, it's funny. I was walking through a, a field that had just—it was, it was on our our, uh, our family's place. That had just been—it was in October, and we had just started to plow it under for winter wheat. And so here I am walking out there in the middle of this field. I got my miserable shell belt on. I can barely tighten the thing anymore. It's pulling my pants down, you know. And I got my gun, my water. I left my dog because it was a little hot. But I've got my cell phone, and I start to see birds, you know, flying and whatnot, and I get to my spot. And that's when I realized I don't have my phone anymore. And the exact same thing. I spent hours sitting there looking for this phone. And it's just, I have to have it on me. You know, I've got wife, kids, and I'm in, you know, I'm in sales, so I got to be, I have to be, uh, be available. So, so I, I've always wanted to have a vest that had a dedicated cell phone holder. I mean, it's just the way it is. You got to have it. Uh, so I think that's a huge feature. Well, in these two pockets, you know, I carry, because um, I can put, I carry a short lead for my dog if I need to have that. I carry a little snacks for my dog. I carry my glasses that I sure. read with, because my shooting glasses are not bifocal, so I can see birds and everything fine, but I can't, I can't read my right. with my shooting glasses. It on. happens, it and, happens. Um, I have the ability to tuck a few things away, and they're not going to get lost. And, uh, and again, you know, I have friends that shoot big board guns. They shoot 12s and, you know, 20s. And you can put as many shells as you need to pack with you in there. The game bag is roomy. 15 big white wings will go in there. Oh, wow. You're not going to have them falling out. And, and, you know, if you like to shoot on a stool, then you might want to adjust that vest to ride a little higher uh, where the shell pockets of the game is up about belt height. So that when you sit down, it's not in the way. Right. You know, if you're not shooting on a stool, you know, it's all personal preference. But the six-way adjustability allows anybody to, to get this thing to, to fit and put the shell pockets where you like them and put your water bottles where you like them. Uh, and, and so I just tried to think of everything I could possibly want that sure. to do. And uh, it's got a, a, a strap that goes across your chest. Right. Uh, the shoulder straps from sliding. Oh off, yeah! Oh which yeah! Is another problem with some of the strap vests, and then that shoulder strap is a nice place to, if you have a belt clip, you know, for your your dog's collar. Yep. If you use a collar on Absolutely. your dog. Absolutely. Always trained, and it seems like 
and and it's right there handy. You know, and for me, I'm a right-handed shooter. That that uh, that transmitter is right there on my left chest, and you know, easy to get to the buttons with my thumb. And uh, I just I try to think everything through. But, and again, I I wanted the thing to last. It's uh it's it's a really high-grade product. Oh, that that is fantastic. Now. Going back to something that you you just mentioned about the adjustability of the product, so you know a lot of my friends and you know we're we're barely we're we're just turning forty. I turned forty in a couple of days. So, uh, but but some of my friends have already got bad backs, you know, from football and all that kind of stuff, and they they can't sit on stools, they can't sit on buckets, they gotta sit on the chairs with the backs. Um, so, so you're saying you know, with with your product, you can adjust to where the birds are, so that when you go to sit down, you won't smash them. Is that are you? Is right, that what? You're, right. I mean, wow. so most of your chairs they have like a strap across the back, you know, like a, a eight or exactly. ten width, you right. know, or um, and so you can you can adjust it to where those birds are kind of underneath that strap and above the seated part. Um, where they don't hang up getting in and out of it. And That's the other incredible. big thing about it is, is, is these two inch wide shoulder traps, you know, you, I mean, with two 32 ounce bottles of water, that's seven pounds of water. Right. You know, give or take, or five or six pounds of water, and your shells, and you just don't feel the weight on you um, yeah. with these things. It's all right there balanced on your shoulder straps. Right. Two big wide shoulder straps. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, that in itself is such a value-added feature because you're right. I mean, and, I, you know, you had a long day at the office or, you know, whatever it is. You go out there, shoot some birds. If you don't have a dog, so for my, my dog is, is 12 years old. Uh, she's the best bird dog, the only bird I've ever had in my life, and I love her to death. But, you know, when it's early season, I don't bring her, you know. So, and I, I, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot, 300 pounds. So, you know, but I'm, I'm you know. Yes, you can adjust it. I'm ex- <laughs> Yeah. Can adjust you. A smaller guy, um, you know, once you get adjusted your size, you can cut those side straps off and just lay right. the ends of them. It's a it's a two inch wide nylon strap. Right. Um, and and you know when you don't have a tag in right now, you know with you you won't have as much of that. But um, you know, it, it this is I just thought the adjustability was key. Well, I, I, I think it is. Three people the same size might have a different comfort. They might, oh, you know, for one guy sure. might like his shell back pockets a little more forward than the other. Right. The other guy might like the, the best to ride a little higher. Sure, So you sure. can tweak around on this thing and get it exactly where you want it. Right. Well, you know, what I was what I was saying is that, you know, uh, you know, you, you sit there, you take a couple of shots. You know, if you're running out, I don't know about you, but if, if I'm running out of daylight, and I'm at bird number 12 or 13, I'm running to go get, if my dog's not with me, I'm running to go get my birds and uh, so that I can get back to my stool to see if I can try to hit that magic number of 15. And uh, I'll tell you, after a while, that bird, that, that belt starts to slip on me. It starts to kind of hurt. I got a little sciatica. So, uh, I, man, having those shoulder straps and the fact that they connect, that you can, you know, you can butt or connect them so that they don't fall on you, I think is tremendous. Well, the other thing, uh, you know, that I did with this thing, and just little things that irritate me about vests, and they have, you know, I mean, you want a flap for your shell pocket so that you can put the flap, close it, keep your shells in there. But when you're in the heat of action, you don't want that, and you don't want that flap getting 
in the way and and you reach down and the flap has flipped out and it's closed the, yes the, the yes so yes what is, the flap has a velcro patch that <sighs> that it attaches to close it over the shells but there's another velcro patch inside the shell pocket no. so that when you're in the heat of action you can put that flap inside and, and it's uh, going to stay inside it's not going to be in the way uh, of always reaching down and the flap is closed up your shell pocket again God, you're the other thing we did is we made the shell pockets a little wider at the bottom and narrower at the top so that your shells don't have a tendency to fall out if you bend over to pick oh, up oh man you, I'm you, telling even, you even you know laying your gun down and, and rolling under a barbed wire fence or something yep you know, crawling through. You're not pulling shells all over the ground. Oh, I, I, it is so funny that you mention the the flap because I tell you what, you know, I and again, I, I'm a, if you listen to any of the podcast when we talk about dove hunting, I am obsessed and I will do literally anything in my ability to increase my chances of um, you know of, of of bagging a bird. And that is one of my biggest complaints is that I've got this big flap on my belt. And uh, it almost is at the point where, you know, I'm just going to cut that thing off. But then I'm like, no, because like you say, if I'm going underneath the fence or something of that nature, my shells go everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, now you, you, I think you legitimately have thought of everything. <laughs> it's great. Well, I think we have, you know, and, and uh, you know, when you talk about the heat and the dog, and, and one of the things that, that I got from my dog is a cooling vest. Yep. And I have a, I have a young yellow lab that's about five but I actually rescued her out of the shelter in Victoria, Texas. No she's, kidding. She's a racehorse of a dog. I've had people come over to me in the dog field and said, I just wanted to come see because I was watching and I've never <laughs> seen a lab that fast before. She built like a greyhound. She's a lovable sweetheart of a dog and, and just absolutely took to the field. I mean, because I rescued her, I had no idea whether she was going to have any aptitude or not. Well, and I've raised, yeah. raised four from puppies and but this one, <clears throat> Quinn may be my most inveterate hunter I've ever had. She's relentless out there. And in fact, when I get through shooting, I'm on the, at the car cleaning birds. I look up and she's gone. She's gone out back out to somebody in the field that isn't done yet. She, she doesn't care. She'll retrieve for anybody. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, that, that is a heck of a story. Um, you know, and I, I think that there's, uh, and present company included, I, you know, I think you, you know, when you think about bird dogs, you know, I think a lot of people primarily think about quail dogs and duck dogs and, you know, how you have to, A, send them away and buy them from a special breeder. But that, that is a real story. Uh, then, you know, the yeah. first that you could actually gun train, you know, an animal that was, was, was she a puppy when you got her? No, she was about a year and a half or nearly two years and old. That, that is incredible. And, uh, and incredible. I have no idea how somebody let this dog get away because she's the most lovable sure. dog. She's very biddable. She is a great family dog. Right. Uh, she uh, she just you know we we have place at Port Connor and which is where I am today and you know we go take a four five six eight block walk uh, probably eight or ten block walk every morning and right. afternoon and she she's always she's only got two speeds and that's all a head full and dead stop and <laughs> I have an old an old chocolate lab that did the hunter is also a rescue dog but she just plods along behind us and sure. wonders what we're doing. But, oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, you know, rescue dogs. I, I, I after rescuing these two and I've raised puppies all my life and I, yeah, I think I'll take a chance on rescue dogs over again. I mean, you know, they're I, I I believe rescue dogs know that somebody saved them. I, I yeah. think they have a different sure sure no and i think there's a lot of evidence about that you know out there well that is absolutely fascinating i, I just had never i just never even had thought about that 
Um, you know, what, one other thing I, I well, one, one other thing I was thinking about that you mentioned earlier, you were talking about the shotgun that you shoot. We don't, we don't really, we, we, we talk, uh, when we talk about dove hunting and duck hunting, when we typically talk about the different gauges and the, you know, the, the shot, the, you know, the, uh, the size shells you want to shoot and all that just for, for, for beginning people. Uh, but you know, my father shoots a 410 and or a 28 over and under. I prefer a 28 gauge. I prefer a 20 gauge over and under. But t- talk to me in your experience about the difference between the 28 and the 20 gauge, because I think I think there's a lot of misinformation about that. Um, and I also think that you know people think the shells are are that much more expensive, but. I don't think that's the truth. I, they're, I think they're more expensive, but they're not that much more. Is that accurate? Well, you know, I, I shot 20s for years. My dad was a small war guy. And we shot 25 caliber rifles at deer, 257, 257 Roberts was my favorite. Um, and my dad was a 20 gauge guy, and, and he had a Charles Daly over there. We grew up on Model 12 Winchesters in the 50s and 60s and pump guns. Uh, I bought my first over and under a Browning and uh, 20 gauge and, and probably 78 wow. shot it for for 20 years and and I bought a I, I wanted to fiddle around with a 28 a little bit I bought a Browning 2028 combo gun and I very quickly got hooked on the 28 um, and started doing homework on it and you know if you're buying standard double loads you're buying seven eight ounce loads well standard 28 is a three quarter ounce load you're not giving up that much shot the 28 because of the, of the bore diameter, the 28-gauge shot charge is more square. In other words, it's, it's about as tall in the shell as it is wide. Right. And what the 28-gauge actually, according to everything I've ever studied read, it throws a shot pattern that is not that doesn't string out as long as a, as a 12 or a 20. Um, and so it's actually a denser pattern at the point of the bird, you know, when you think about how pattern, the 28-gauge also is exceedingly fast. It's a very efficient uh, ballistic coefficient. We use a lot of talking rifles about ballistic coefficients, and, you know, the, the old 7 by 57 Mauser is one of the most efficient guns for light recoil and big punch. Uh, the 28 is like that. It's very light recoil, but, but most of the field loads for 28-gauges or 1,250, 1,300 feet a second. Right. Fast. Very fast. You know, the 11, 1150 loads uh, for 20s and 12s. And, and then you talk about, you know, about price of ammo. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer, whether you're down here fly fishing for redfish, whether you're going on a deer hunt, you're going to take a fishing trip, you're going dove hunting. You know, you, you've waited all year to go dove hunting. Right. And first of, all, first of all, when was the last time you pulled the trigger on a shot again? I don't know. Very fortunate. I have a little farm outside Victoria. I have a claybird thrower. I shoot a half of, I shoot a flat or a flat and a half of shells in the last four or five weeks before dove season starts. I, it's like I'm not going to go on a golf vacation and not play <laughs> golf for four months before I go. Right, right. So, you know, the opening day of dove season is big for me, so I'm going to go shoot claybirds. Go to your local gun range. Get comfortable with mounting your gun against sure. your gun. Get your sight picture down. Um, so, so I got hooked on the 28. I had this. 2028 rounding combo and ever shooting the 20. So I was going to get a, a Beretta 28 over and under, and I ended up finding a Beretta 2028 combo that online that nobody was bidding on. So I ended up buying another combo gun and never shot the 20, and I finally sold it, and I went and bought 
the Beretta 28. Right. Uh, I just like the way Berettas feel and fit and, and great respect for them. Right. And not that I have anything against I've had Browning Synergy 28, which I shot for several years yep. before I got the Beretta. Right. Um, and then a year before last, I said, you know, I'm going to have a little more fun when sometime when the doves are flying right. And I bought a, a, a companion Beretta 410 over and under. Oh, so and, cool. And the 410, the 410 my, my, my hit percentage changes, you know, measurably. Uh, 410s are tough. Uh, they are. you got to be... You gotta be willing to, to pick your shots, and I don't shoot the 410 on real windy days. I don't shoot the 410 when when the birds are flying really tough, right? You know, because uh, I don't like losing birds. I don't like crippling birds. Nope. I don't like losing birds. With and, um, but the 28, I never noticed. In fact, I think I actually my hit percentage went up with the 28 versus the 20, and and I really like them for kids, right? Because you know, that giving a kid a 410, it's like, hey, I'm a very advanced wing shooter. I'm probably darn good. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot 50% or better on those, typically with my 28. Right. But, but you know, the 410, I'm going to go to 35 or 40%. Sure. But why are you going to give that inexperienced kid a 410? I mean, <laughs> give him a little 28. You know, there's some really good low-cost over-and-unders out there. The yes. Some of these guys, but for a good starter gun for a kid, you cut yeah. the stock off and, and let them have a chance to hit something. Sure. And the sure. last thing you talked about was the price of ammo. I, I, you know, I reloaded for a while. I enjoyed that, but not as much as I thought I would. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I'll go through two, three, four flats of, of shells a year shooting right. doves, not counting my clays. Right. Um, so you know, it's probably a um, hundred dollars a year more to shoot the twenty-eight than a than a good field load twenty. Right. I mean, not, not your cheap double loads. I don't personally. I don't think you should shoot cheap double loads. I just I mean, look. You're going out and paying this landowner yep. seventy-five, eighty, hundred bucks to shoot. You're driving two hours, five hours. There you go. Do it. I mean, why are you trying to save two bucks on a box of shells? Sure. I mean, yeah. In the overall scheme of things, I mean, give yourself a chance to, to perform and and you know shoot good ammo. I agree. No, I, I I totally agree. So we. Uh, uh, Jimmy and I both went to Texas Tech, and uh, so we we had our just our our fill of hunting dove up there. I mean, it was it was unbelievable, and you know we would you know being college kids, right? We had the pump guns, and we had uh, we would primarily shoot you know Winchester. You know what was like three or like three bucks a box, something like that. And I'll, I'll tell you, it fouled our guns so bad that I mean it was one of these things where we were cleaning them almost after every shoot, you know, and. Um, it just got, it was insane. Well, I mean, you think about it is quality costs, whether you're buying a golf club, a shotgun, a box of shells, a car, fishing rod, you know, you get to decide how, how important it is you, to you at high grade. And, you know, like I like to shoot, you know, the Beretta over and under, those are a couple thousand bucks unless you are a good shopper like I tend to be. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to go out and you're going to take the time and you're going to take the expense of the travel, the accommodations, the landowner fee. You know, you have a dog you're taking care of. You got an SUV or a pickup you want so you can do these things. You know, what, what's an extra fifty or eighty bucks a year for to shoot really good ammo? Sure. And you know, give yourself a chance. I mean, you're out there in the field, and uh, you know, and again. There's no way, I mean, Winchester makes the full range ammo. I'm not going to pick on them. Winchester range and federal pick one. Sure. But, but 
how you know they make a nine dollar box of twenty gauge shells and they make this four dollar box of twenty gauge shells. Do you really think they're the same? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're, You're right. right. They cut every corner they can to right. fill up you know, that that pyramid in academy with, sure. with these, you know, cheap loads. <laughs> and, you know, I just I mean to me it's like I'm not picking on Academy or Winchester, but I just think that Hey, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. No, that's a, a very, very good point. Well, well, Terry, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, tell the folks uh, out there how they can get in touch with you to pick up one of these. Well, the name of our company is Dove Gear. Uh, we're going to go try to get some of the independent retailers to, to carry our product this year. It retails for eighty nine ninety five. Excellent. Um, we're not going to go to the big, big department stores just kind of one of my value systems. I like small independent operators, and uh, we're going to go try to reach out to some of the small independent operators. If you have any listening, have them contact me. The website is dove-gear.com. Uh, the product is called the Ultimate Bird Vest. we got some other products that uh, that we're developing to hopefully have ready for 2021. And, oh. You know, there, really, there really aren't any companies that say, we are all about no, no, they're not. My nephew in Idaho has worn his best trucker hunting and pheasant hunting and all that. It's great for all that. Oh, yeah. But this mess was built by and for a South Texas dove hunter, which is what I am. I, I, I tell you what, Terry, then that's what makes this. That's why I just I love talking to you, because uh, that is what's so exciting. You You seem to have cured all the issues you get with uh, just, uh, you know, the tool belt or the vest. So that is. That is very exciting. Um, do, do you think you'll do you think you'll have anything uh, rele- You know anything that we can talk about, like maybe this August before before dove season, we'll get you back on the show. Yeah, I mean we'll have uh, we'll be in the in full selling cycle then, and uh, uh, you know we're uh, we you know, we've got the best in stock now. We can fill orders right now. And, Excellent. Uh, so people can beat the rush and. Uh, we've got a, a, a second generation vest that somewhere may get made, but it, I'm really pushing myself there. How am I going to make this thing better? Because I pretty much gave it all. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but we've got we've got some other products. I've got a little uh, uh, what I call the field caddy. It's a, a wheel device to you pack all your your dove gear in it, your your decoys, your mojos, and, right. and your water for your dogs and everything, and and go after your hay bale 300 yards away. I've got a uh, I've got a lightweight camo thing for my, my very light-colored yellow lab that I'm playing around with. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we, we got some other things, but it's all about dove hunting. I'm, I'm all about dove hunting. And, oh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope all your listeners that, that like the bird shoot will go check us out at dove-gear.com um, and, and send me an email if you have any questions. And, you know, what if in... Uh, and what we do, we, we back every product with the money back guarantee. If you put it on your work, the field, you don't like it, you send it back for refund your money. Excellent. Excellent. We love it. Well, folks, uh, this is yet another example of a um, uh, of a Texas-born company making a product specifically for Texas dove hunters, for Texans. Uh, it is really awesome. So, Terry, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you a lot, Richard. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to catching up again uh, you know, mid-July to early August. Excellent. We'll, we'll all be wanting our trigger fingers when we get hit oh, by then. I can't wait, my friend. I can't wait. <laughs> thank you, Terry. Have a good night, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye now. Well, folks, that was uh, Terry Kaler. Uh, he is the owner and operator 
of Dove Gear, and again, they manufacture the uh, Ultimate Bird Vest. Um, wow, we did. Did any of that sound really familiar? <laughs> it's like it was. Uh, it's like he and I are, are literally, you know, cut from the same cloth. I know I said about fifteen times, but uh, uh, it's absolutely amazing. It, but he is Terry is very, very spot on. A lot of these problems that that he was talking about, you know, with the traditional dove hunting vests and whatnot, are, are things that this product has has taken care of. Uh, so I am, <laughs> I am very excited to to try one out myself. The thing that I really like, besides the cell phone holder, is the fact that you can adjust this vest. So one of the things that I just can't stand, I you know, and, and I think it's the the ethical hunter in me is that you know when I would when I was when I would sit down on the stool, you know, uh, with my bird vest on, it would smash on my dove, and I just hated it. I, I don't know why. I don't really think it did anything to him, but again, maybe it was kind of an ethical thing. Well, it looks like um, the ultimate bird vest is uh, uh, has taken has taken care of that by virtue of the fact that you can um, you can adjust it. So. Uh, that that is very very exciting so anyways um uh, mr kaler thank you so much again for your time uh folks again if you want to look at uh, getting yourself the ultimate bird, bird vest uh, it's at uh, dove-gear.com again a texas product made for uh for our texas dove hunters uh something else i'd like to mention just before we uh, we hang up tonight is uh um, little do a lot of you all know, but, but I'm also a, um, uh, I'm also a, a physician studied medicine for, for, for many years, uh, even though that's, that's not true at all. But, uh, one of the things that I've noticed with this outbreak of this Corona or whatever the heck COVIPIQ 918-niner thing that we got going on here is that, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about quarantining yourself. Schools are being canceled. You know, work is being canceled, all this kind of stuff. What's the common problem here, folks? Let's see. I'll give you a minute to think about it. It's people, Richard. That's right. Yes, that's exactly right. It's people. People are the reason why we've got this carnivorous virus or, again, whatever the hell it's called. So here is your prescription, okay? If you don't want to get the corona you need to get away from people. You need to get to your lease. You need to get to your ranch. Folks, the way the Wi-Fi, not the Wi-Fi, but the internet is this day and age, you can do your job from your ranch. Folks, listen, this is a great opportunity. Don't get the corona. Go shoot some hogs. Fill some feeders. It is the off-season. The antlers are starting to grow. The wildflowers are coming up. Don't get the corona. Get out of there. Still, this is the best excuse we've literally ever had. So, uh, jokes aside, everybody be safe. Uh, this thing is is absolutely bananas. But I hope that tonight, uh, speaking with, um, uh, with 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 Terry Kaler, has uh, you know maybe taken your mind off some of the stress of the market and the the, the craziness out there. So, uh, anyways, uh, that is it for the program tonight. Thank you all very much for uh, downloading this podcast. Please tell your friends, get on the social media stuff, and. Do all that kind of stuff. And, and most importantly, please remember to support your local feed store. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.